You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the after laugh. Look, I'm really excited. I have have my good... We're friends now, right, Tommy? Of course. Are we good friends? Yeah. You never know. Because you never know if you're friends with someone when you give them money. <laughs> if, if you have to pay them to hang out, maybe you're not really good friends, but you're friends. Well, you're paying me to do the podcast. Yeah, that's true. So, um... And this is uh, this is dedicated to our sponsor, Daisy Antonio. <laughs> anyway, um, Tommy, it's good to see you. It's been fucking forever, brah. Uh, been in the Austin it? scene. How's the Austin scene? It's funny because there is a feeling that there's all this energy and all these comics going. Yeah. Obviously because of lockdown. But now that shit's open up again... Do you really want to be in Austin? <laughs> I wouldn't. If you ever listen to Tim Dillon talk about Austin, yeah. it's pretty fucking hilarious. He's very funny. Because he he's so funny, and he'll go into these crowds. He lives there. He owns a home. That he is obviously Joe's guy. Yeah. And he'll... if And he's pretty edgy. Yeah. He's, he's Republican, let's be honest. You know what I mean? He's pretty right wing. He he's, is. He's like a populist. He's a character, but he is. Which is fine. It's a belief. Doesn't mean he's a bad guy. I mean, I wouldn't say that he's fully Republican. He's definitely not socially conservative on a lot of issues. I mean, yeah, he's gay. He's one for free health care. Yeah, there's a whole contingency of people in Los Angeles who don't, their minds can't get around the idea of a black or a gay person as a conservative or Republican. It's, it like blows their heads. But there I are mean, tons. as a person who's listened to a lot of his podcasts, he's yeah. definitely not like a mainstream Republican. He sounds I think like he's a liberal guy who just the needle moved. The needle moved. He's definitely anti-PC culture, anti-woke this and that. Yes. He definitely has some edgy right-wing takes, but I wouldn't classify him explicitly as a Republican. Now, I don't know if you could hear the homeless lady screaming in the background. I don't know if the mic is picking that up, but... Uh, Hard to say. I, I would doubt it. She's been at it for a while. I'm always really impressed with vocal cords on homeless people like they never lose their voice i hear people screaming for eight hours straight and i'm like good god i wish i had those pipes um well you don't see him the next day I'm so he'll go into austin crowds which yeah. are an interesting mix because austin's obviously like the the blue strip in the very middle. liberal it's kind of yeah. like in Asheville, north carolina exactly and so it's an interesting collision because there's still like people who are like I'm a cowboy and there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. uh, and some good old boys and frat culture but <laughs> but so it's an interesting mix yeah and um, Tim Dillon will go in there and he'll say very edgy shit which is fucking hilarious I love edgy shit the edgier the better for me and sometimes these, these audiences are still sensitive they could be like LA and they won't react and go like fuck you he- fuck Austin it's a bullshit you guys are the doge coin of cities just, <laughs> just, you know, your whole your economy is barbecue based what type of bullshit town is like, oh no but downtown yeah there are four good blocks and three good restaurants that's all you got he's hilarious he does kind of like these absurd rants and they're very silly yeah. Like they are kind of cutting and, uh, you know, satirical. And uh, they bring up valid criticisms that are true, but also they're kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like at the heart of it, if, like, he's saying just ridiculous shit. Like, what's one that you can think of where you go, what the fuck is this guy really saying? I don't I mean, like, I just used to listen to his podcast back in the day, and he had episodes like. Uh, bomb disney world and uh cut off he'd be like he'd be like cut off your entire friends and family he'd basically take certain things that are like liberal oversteps and then he agrees with them but then takes it to another level he's like if anyone even dares to question anything you're doing cut them out of your life immediately (laughs) stuff like that and then like triple down on it it's it's just a character like stephen colbert did it was like a republican character and he's really not that guy he's kind of doing a stephen colbert version of alex jones yeah you know what i mean yeah and i do think some of it is a character but i think some of it like obviously is grounded in his real opinions absolutely it's funny because in austin there are a lot of comics there first of all great comics there 
mm-hmm. with with huge followings, way bigger followings than me, who um, really don't have the urge to come to L.A. Yeah, which is always weird to me because I always thought, isn't that the goal to go? And I don't know if that's what they're saying, or if that's really what, like I don't know if you know Rocky Dale Davis. No, who's a great comic? You should know. He's he's a Southern guy. He definitely plays a Southern thing. Um, good-looking guy, young guy. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to do TV. I don't want to do TV or films. I'm like, what? He has zero interest. Kind of like, I think there's a new sort of breed of comic coming up that is not interested in that. They don't want to toe that line. They kind of want to be on the fringe. Because you can make so much money doing a podcast I and touring. I think that's the deal is like, back in the day, you had to do TV and film to make that money. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You just could not get the clout through any other means than TV or film. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays, through the internet, TV and film is secondary. Yeah. It's, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but you can definitely, I mean, there are comics we know that have been quote unquote canceled. They're still making, I would say, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on through podcasts the internet. Yeah. that they're doing. Um, so Tommy. What? It's good to see you. People have been following the saga of your life and your story. You're, uh, yeah. You're a fan favorite. And Tommy just dropped a bomb on me today, which is he had a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what conscious uncoupling is, that's what Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin did, which is code for he wanted to fuck Scarlett Johansson. Or who did he, what was it? I don't remember. He, Jennifer Lawrence. So um, It was a great meme, though. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, I know you other losers, you plebeians got divorced, but we consciously uncoupled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you had a, pseudo, a quasi-pseudo breakup, and I know that I've been rooting for you and this girl. I know you guys care about each other. Yeah, we do. Relationships are hard as fuck. And at the end of the day, it's really about a belief system. It seems like the, you guys had a belief system that was not completely compatible. I think we were on different timelines. Uh, so break it down. So, so things are good. Well, everything's and then you went out fine. Of town. When you go out of town, that's when all shit goes. I went out of town ditch. and I tweeted some things. Oh no! What did you tweet? I tweeted. Uh, I thought you got off Twitter. I should. Uh, they brought you back in. I tweeted. I tweeted, what did I tweet? Oh, I went to New York City. Yeah. You're familiar yes. with uh, the city? And it is the roaring 20s in New York City right now. Everyone's wearing their short shorts and out looking to have fun. Yeah, it is the summer of love. And you performed at the stand, which I is I performed at the great, stand. Great. How did you get in the stand? An old contact through North Carolina comedy. Oh, cool. Somebody I did a comedy festival with. Yeah. In North Carolina back in the day. Yeah. Moved to New York. Actually, a bunch of them moved to New York. Were you nervous at all? Because the stand has kind of, it sort of came up championing the Big J Okersons and the Louis Gomez mm-hmm. and the, the Skankfest. So they're very much into the No Holds Bar, anti-woke comedy. And it can get pretty, ro- it can get pretty um, for lack of a better word, pretty Republican there. Yeah, I was getting uh, maybe that vibe. Were you nervous before you went on? No. no. Oh, I was nervous because my old math tutor came to the show. That's fucking hilarious. I posted on Instagram <laughs> the the link and she was like, "Hey, I'm going to come." <laughs> and and she was the mother of one of my best friends growing up. We used to play video games and he's like a math whiz. He's the best with kid with numbers I ever met. Yeah. And we would play chess together and uh, so his mom and his sister came to the show because she was in town, and I was like, "Oh boy, you know, they're uh, you know they're good Christians from the south." Yeah, but you're not that edgy. I'm not, but the show was. Oh, for sure. I was not that edgy. Who was on the show? I okay. First of all, just to clarify, I was in the B room. It's okay. Okay, you know that's where I'm at in my comedy career. The B I've room. done the B room in every club. That'll be your autobiography. I've done room. Laugh Factory Long Beach. I've done the Improv B Room. I've done the B Room at the Stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I've done the Ha Ha Main Room. Okay, yeah, there that's you go. where I'm. That's where I'm on the level. So, so we're in the B Room, and it was mostly. Uh, I wouldn't say the show was that edgy, but they had a couple people on there that were like. I don't know. Just you know, they're doing the they're doing the comic thing, the New York yeah, comic yeah. thing. The, the it's almost like they perform. Cigarette. Sometimes they perform for the comics in the room. They were doing that for sure. Yeah. And uh, not me. I just do my goofy thing. I was not really nervous because the jokes that I tell work. Yeah. 
They just you work. You feel good about them, yeah. They work. I feel good about them. I only had to do eight minutes. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, I have, I'm going to just do my hitters and yeah. call it a day. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you did well. So I did well. And your first show in New York? Yeah. Congrats, man. That's yeah. huge. It was, uh, it was pretty exciting. Man, I love New York. New York is the shit. New York is not, a, if anyone's looking to get into stand-up comedy, I think New York is probably the best place to start. Interesting. Because you can get a lot more rooms. Here we go. Here she comes. I don't know. There's maybe an arrest going on or a fight. Maybe a murder is happening right now. Right past my billboard. Nice. Anyway, because um, New York, you can get up and do, if you're really ambitious, you can do six or seven shows a night. Crazy. In New York. There's so many different clubs there and bars and different uh, places. And you do multiple shows at, at uh, one club. Um, this is very distracting. It is with very the screaming. distracting. I, Here we go. A, hmm? Nothing. It's all good. Hey guys, we are back. And uh, yeah, that's a tough situation. There is a homeless woman who is obviously in a state of mental duress. She is naked. Uh, right over the billboard there, there is a man arguing with her. And she's, I haven't heard more end uh, bombs dropped in this area since Michael Richards was at the Laugh Factory. So um, <laughs> I call the cops. I know that's a controversial move because some people say, just let them be. They're not harming anyone. There's no point in putting them in jail, but that is a big I don't know. They seem like they were maybe going to get into a physical fight. Yeah. At one point, she said, I can't breathe. Playing it back, we realized you can't hear any of this, so we just sound like crazy people. But anyway, so New York was good. You were there. Were you talking to your girl the whole time in New York? Yeah, yeah. Sweet nothings at night. I'm still talking to her now. Of course you are, because you're a cuck. But the thing is, were you... um, How you doing? Michael David, our neighbor. Yes. Uh... (laughs) Did everything seem good when you were talking to her? Yeah, everything was good. Everything. So you come back from New York, four days. She's just sending me pictures of the cats. Pictures of the cats. She got a second cat. Okay. Very, very cute. Very, very cute. Which is very domestic. You're getting yeah. the cat pictures. Mm-hmm. Like this, is our, this is the family that you've left behind, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, we were getting pretty domestic. Yeah, which happens after two, three months. Yeah, that's sort so of we're, we're around nine months now. Yeah. So, but you don't live with her. Were you talking no. about moving in together? Not really. Yeah. She just moved. I just helped her move. Okay. So, um, the relationship is going well. Mm-hmm. She went out with her girls. She had a girls weekend or just a girls night? Yeah, it was a girls night. Girls night. And you know her friends? Uh, not directly. Do I know her friends through the internet. Okay. And maybe we've seen each other. How many like close girlfriends does she have? A few. Because I feel that once you're talking about three or four friends that a girl has Uh that they talk to and confide in, there's always going to be one who's like, he's not good enough for you or he's Uh, not. It's almost, for me, it's impossible to be with a girl without someone trying to talk her out of it. And (laughs) it just is, you know what I mean? Like my job, what I do, I'm a comic. I mean, I don't think she... I don't know. But you came back and you're like, hey, came back with flowers, I hope. Well, she wanted me to come over straight from the airport. So yeah. I didn't have flowers. I was lifting. You get flowers at the airport, you piece of shit. At the airport? Anywhere. Anyway, so you came back with nothing. Okay, good move. Anyway. I lifted back directly from the airport <laughs> to her apartment. No car mm-hmm. after a long flight. I got Okay, you're forgiven. <laughs> so you get back. Now, when you first, because I always find that when you first meet someone after a trip, mm-hmm. the energy is going to be one of two things. Either excitement to see you. That's what it was. It was excitement. Yes. She's like, yay, hugs, kisses, mm-hmm. make out. Great. Yeah. So everything's great. Any negative feelings I had maybe been thinking about, like my future or being an individual or trying to do this and that was immediately kind of washed away when I saw her face. She was so happy to see me. Yeah. Very happy. It was all... Now, I don't know if this was like a put-on thing to butter me up for the conversation, but it didn't even seem like she really meant to trigger the conversation that happened. Yeah. How did the conversation begin? Well, I tweeted. I tweeted, at this point, if my car breaks down, I'm going to just move to New York. Oh, so she thought that was a... 
I tweeted that. that. Something. That was just kind of like a fun hypothetical. Yeah. I That's like based in reality. I like to have. Well, she literally said at the heart of every joke is a little bit of reality. Yes. Which is she was like, are you going to move to New York? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't know. Not. No, I don't know. I was like, I've, that's not my plan. Yeah. I don't have any concrete plans to move to New York. Yeah. That's what I told her. I was like, which is true. Which is so funny because you said that only happy people are the people you know who aren't on Twitter. All your happy friends aren't on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And true. then this, of course, causes your Twitter causes controversy. So she said, how did that, that become a real fight or did you just dismiss it? And did she? The whole night, nothing was a real fight. Okay. I don't even think we have like fight fights. It was just kind of like a meandering discussion that kept so from there where did it go because you're like no that's a joke and she's like she was was she okay with you saying it was a joke or she's like mm, well truth then she brought it to what are our goals as a couple do we have goals as a couple okay time out here no woman comes up with that comment on their own <laughs> you're probably right that is a comment that a friend of her put in her ear uh-huh what are you guys? What are you guys doing? What are your goals together? It's what been you, nine months. It's been nine months. What are your goals? Everything was fine. Yeah, Everything that's true. Fine. Everything was fine. And it was kind of sitting with her, her friends' comments. Keep in mind, she had texted me when I was in New York saying that she was feeling depressed mm. and that she had been doing a lot of thinking. Oh God damn! I've been thinking. I used to do a bit about that, and the bit was. Whenever a woman says, like, I've been thinking or we need to talk, it's never like, I've been thinking, I should suck your dick more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should talk. Remember that threesome that we were talking about early on? <laughs> it's never that. It's always... Something I'm doing wrong. It's something, yeah. It's something about the relationship, yeah. Usually, That's... It's usually the precursor to, I've been thinking we need to talk is a precursor to, like, let's have the discussion. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So she said, I've been thinking, and then what? Well, that was a text from the day before. Uh, anyways. I've been thinking, I hate to say this, Tommy. I've been thinking sounds like when you're in a relationship and things are good, mm-hmm. and there are not other options available. Yeah. You aren't thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. You haven't been thinking. You don't need to have a talk. Yeah. So do you think that maybe options were presented to her and she was like, wow, it's a summer of love. Maybe I should go back to my old ways of the polyamorous lifestyle. Maybe. Don't fucking give me some energy here, Tommy. I don't know. I don't know. This is all pretty raw for me. Yeah, I like, know. Go with it. Go with the raw. So so she said, what did she say? How did, how did it foray from you moving to New York potentially to her kind of segueing into this conversation? Well, then she brought up, do we have goals? And I was like, like what? I was like, I was like, like, what is a goal? Of a couple. What is a couple goal? Have matching out, workout yeah, outfits I was like, go to Pilates what together. What do you mean? She's like, <laughs> like, are we going to do a certain amount of songs together? Or like, she did some innocuous ones first. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are like just like career goals. That's, I think we both have those and I support you and you support me. I was like, what? It, uh, but then I escalated it because I was like, why, why are we futzing around here? Are you talking about the thing that it seems like you're talking about? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I mean, just so we're honest and upfront, I don't see myself getting married anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I volunteered that. But have you talked about that before? Yeah. And I'm sure she was. I pretty much said the same. Most women in LA aren't Jonesy to be married in their 20s. I would say 90% of them aren't. Right. Particularly in entertainment. I would say so, but she's a little different. She, she like either wants me to settle down or she wants to be able to do whatever she wants. And if she's, she seems like, and I mean, this is me kind of like paraphrasing the collection of everything she said. Like, if I'm not serious about, like, escalating and putting a ring on it, then I'm wasting her time and she might be wasting part of her 20s by not being able to do what she wants and not having the freedom she has. That makes sense. And I'm like, 
okay, that makes sense to me. That was kind of what I, my response. I was like, oh, no, I get that. And did she say that she was looking to get married? I mean, at a certain point in the night, she kind of implied that she really liked me and would be down to do anything. Like if we wanted to move somewhere, like maybe she would even come with me, but that it didn't seem like I had included her in my life plans okay. in a serious way. And I mean, if I am being a hundred percent honest with myself, maybe I hadn't. Yeah. Cause I'm, I feel young and un like unencumbered. I would like to be unencumbered. Yeah. I want to self-actualize. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to take all of my goals and ambitions and create something concrete with them. Yeah. But everything that I want to do right now and everything that I am feels very up in the air, kind of like yeah. vapor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of living paycheck to paycheck. I have a bunch of roommates. I have all these artistic goals, but I'm not really that far into achieving them. I don't feel solid mm. in myself and in, in an individual. So I don't want to like super commit to this outside thing. I got to figure out me before I'm yeah. getting married or something. And like, maybe there's a scenario where like two people get married and you support each other and you help each other figure that kind of stuff out. But I'm just so, I'm just not there yet. Yeah. And also as a comic, you really can't have a good career as a comic unless you'd spend some time on the road. Oh, yeah. You know, so I know you haven't spent a lot of time on the road, but that will probably increase for you. I would like to spend time on the road and, and make sure money. I'm sure if you want it, it'll happen. Yeah. The other thing that happened is she was really helping me get this job. Uh-huh. She was really helping me out to get this job. Um assistant editor on the George Carlin documentary. Oh, wow. And it would have been a sick gig. It would have doubled my pay. I would have probably gotten health insurance. She was being super, super helpful and she recommended me for it and I was getting really excited about it. And when I was in New York, I got an email saying I didn't get it. Yeah. Which was a huge fucking bummer. So, and I mean, it's fine. Like my life doesn't change, but I was already kind of like planning on what I was going to do with the money. Yeah and getting excited about kind of just stepping up and that kind of really bummed me out and made me feel stuck yeah. and i mean in combination with the whole pandemic thing i just feel very like i'm swimming through molasses and like i'm not i'm treading water yeah you and i'm just landed i'm anxious i'm angsty i'm not really you know yeah. So, Do you think that if you booked that job, this conversation would not have happened? Maybe not. I don't know. I would have probably come off of the plane with a much different mindset. Yeah. With like an excitement and a, and a, you know, what's the other word I'm looking for? I what? would have been just galloping into the future optimistically. And yes. instead I came off of the plane introspective and a little cynical and and kind of like with a chip on my shoulder yeah like i have something to prove when i get back like yeah. when i get back i gotta really like dig my heels in and grind yeah and i didn't come off the plane thinking that i want to spend all of my energy investing into the relationship it, yeah. it felt like uh oh i maybe i've been spending too much time on the relationship i gotta like figure some me shit out when i get back yeah. that's kind of how i came off the plane feeling yeah and then the first thing she hit me with is like what are our couple's goals and i'm like i'm over here filled with anxiety about my personal goals right yes. now yes i don't I'm not, i haven't even been considering the couple's goals i'm maybe willing to do that at some point but if your question is give me a date when we're going to move in together or where is this going i don't have an answer for you yeah so anyways, she didn't so, take that very well, and then it, one thing led to another. Yeah, it sounds to me like she wanted you to say, no matter what happens with my career, no matter what troubles and travails I'm going on with my comedy career and my comedy mm -hmm. life, you're my, you're my boo, and I got you, and that's first and foremost. I don't think it's a great idea to be in a relationship in your 20s, personally, unless you really do want to get married. 
But I don't. Yeah. So, so this is this I is a good to be thing. Honest with her. So she pushed you into making a decision that you'd actually kind of already made in your head, which is like, that's not where I'm at. I mean, I just in my gut, I'm not gonna get married till I'm like 35 at least. Yeah. In my gut, never even considered it. Yeah. At any point in my life. Sure. So, it, and and then I try. I explained that to her. I was like, it has nothing to do with you. I care about you immensely. I really like dating you. I think what we have going on is great. If anyone approached me with the, do you want to get married right now? I would just take a look at my life and say, oh, no, no, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. Because once you get married, now what? Oh, now you're having kids? Yeah. Hell no, dude. I'm just not. I just have a lot to figure out. Yeah. And you know that. I was like, so did that to you. I was like, you spend this much time with you. Your life is a lot more figured out than mine. <laughs> That's the best joke of the podcast. Well, I mean, I no, guess. I mean, hers is. I said oh, it to her. Okay. I'm talking yeah. to her. Yeah. She has a stable job working in as, as an assistant in editor. In one location. In one location. She's been there for over a year. She makes really good money. She just moved into a bigger apartment. She has two cats. Like the things she's looking to do to enhance her life are like get a boo, do activities together, make more music, right? Can pursue her artistic passions, but ultimately like uh, she is a pretty realized in a lot of her goals at a yeah. very young age and I am not. Yeah. All my goals are like in infancy and I just can't keep up with where she's at i just yeah. can't yeah anyways and so were you expecting her to maybe have some compassion for that and empathy and understand that and go okay we're going to work through that so it seems like you were both hoping for different reactions maybe she was hoping for you to put your foot down and say no matter what i'm ride or die with you we're going to make it happen i want to stay here I want to escalate the relationship. We should talk about. And there's another thing. I know that a lot of people in LA, in particular in the in entertainment, they moving in always seems like an attractive option. Like we could split rent. But Not to me. But ninety percent of relationships end after you move in. I I got a couple. There's this one content creator that I like who says you aren't really dating until you're living together. Yeah, but even then, like I, the stats in terms of people who have successful marriages. They move in together when they're engaged or when they're married. Stupid. If they just date when... I mean, I used to... I lived with one, two... I lived with two women before. And um, both of them... I never thought this meant we're getting married. I was mm. living with a, a girl. She was an agent in New York. And she was fabulous. She was like the Sex and City product. You're dating and living together? Yeah. To she me, was, you're getting married. And then all of a sudden, everything in she kind of took over my apartment and mm -hmm. kind of made it her own. Of course, and that's what happened. And it became, you know, my friend Mark Mealy wrote this great joke, 50% uh, of marriage ends in, end in sweatpants, which Whitney Cummings stole and used as a tagline for her show. But anyway, uh, <laughs> which is kind of like, and then literally I would come home and she'd be in her sweatpants. They were tied watching HGTV and our fabulous life of partying and going to events and getting swag bads all of a sudden became taking care of two cats domestic and i was like oh she's nesting she's expecting us to get married and um and she was a little bit older than me and it just never occurred to me that that was how the long move. were you together <sighs> i think all said and done three years but the last year was kind of i was gone a lot i'd come out to la for pilot season three years is a pretty i she was expecting you oh for sure yeah for sure and she was in her early 30s and i was in my 20s oh big time so, um, and to this day, she's a great agent and I actually hit her up recently. I was like, Hey, would you be interested in repping me? She's like, it's just too hard for me, Bill. I'm like, that was fucking 12 years ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Just rep me. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so you guys are not agreeing. Did you feel, were you getting upset at this? Or were you just kind of like, no, we this cried. is how you, you both know. cried. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then what? Well, then she was like, I think I'm going to bed. And my phone's dead. And she had originally said, I'm going to drive you home. Oh, wow. And I'm like, she was like, I guess you can spend the night if you want. 
She said on the it, couch or on the she, bed? She don't have a couch. She just moved in. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, it sounds like you don't really want me to stay. She's like, just do whatever you want. Whoa. <laughs> I would have fucking left, but you My stayed. phone was dead. I couldn't leave. I couldn't <laughs> even call a lift. So... So I was like, I'm just, all right, fuck it. I'm going to just stay here. So you stayed in the bed. So I went up to the bed and uh, then we had more conversations. Yeah. Then we just kept talking. Yeah. And it, it never really got hostile. I think we both like each other. And then like, she's like, so what? Are you just going to like block me on everything and never talk to me again? <laughs> wow. That's extreme. Because well, going I, from that to like, we're now that phase questioning the idea that we're at a phase where we're now no longer in each other's life at all. Well, she had, it was based on something that I said in the very early stages mm-hmm. of us dating when we first broke up. Like this was after like a month when we had a little yeah. kind of hiccup. I think I said something along the lines of like, like she was like, well, can we still be friends? And I was like, we're not going to be friends. Yeah. I was like, come on, we're not going to be friends. I'm going to like just go off and I, I was, I mean, I basically said, look, if we break up at this point, we're probably never going to talk to each other again. Sure. I said that at the moment. This was like us knowing each other for a month. It was kind of a power play. I was hurt that she wanted to change things. Yeah, of course. So I was kind of letting her know that you can't just like futz around with me and expect me to. It's absolutely power play. And yeah. Like, that's how I was doing it in the moment. But that really stuck with her all these months later yeah. to the point where she was like, if she tries to adjust the situation, I'm going to block her on everything and disappear forever. So first of all, I let her know, no, 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 no. That's, that's months down the line. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I feel at all. I don't, I don't, you know, I want to be here for you. I care about you. Like, I'm not the, I don't, I said that forever ago in a moment of kind of being upset. Did you start negotiating other other ways to have the, because we mentioned yes. so you're like hey did you mention the fact you could have an open relationship that came up right she mentioned that and I was like Dah. well at first I was like a little suspicious of course that she would bring that up of course that, that would be a solution for her no one brings up an open relationship unless there's some other doesn't mean she cheated Tommy oh I don't but think it she means, cheated no but it means in her head there are options and she was like well there are some guys and you know what do you think about this if there was no guy that she's in she would not have said open relationship you need to know that. I mean that it was my assumption and what she said she denied it and then I kind of like I was like every time that I'm kind of saying like ah I'm uncomfortable like with that or that seems, ah, I don't, I just don't even like think about it. She's like, you know me, you know my libido. I don't have sex that much. Why do you think I'm just going to go out and go and fuck all these guys? I'm not like, that's just not how I am. I just want to be open to where if like I'm at a bar and something happens, then I can go with it. And I was like, okay. if I'm at a bar and something happens. And I was like, I was like, Ugh, okay. But my, my position was that I didn't want an open relationship. Yeah. That I'm not really that into that concept. Yeah. Personally, because if I consider you my girlfriend, I don't want to live in a world where some guy could walk up to me and say, hey, I'm fucking your girlfriend. Yes. I just don't. That's just not me. Yes. And she was be. like, she was like, in what universe would that ever happen? Do you think I'm going to be having <laughs> sex with a guy who's going to walk up and heckle you at one of your comedy shows and scream, <laughs> I'm fucking your girlfriend? You never know. And I was like, you're right. That's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. But that in my head is what makes me uncomfortable yeah. is that thought. Yeah. I don't like, like if this is, we had this weird castle metaphor and we were, we were like kind of amicable and kind of like joking about it. It actually, the whole thing went incredibly smoothly. I think we communicated pretty well, but I was like, when we're dating, when we're in a quote unquote relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, we live in the same castle. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We're in the same castle and you want to lower the gate so that any dude can walk in. So Mongolians can come in, yeah. And if we're in the same castle and another dude walks in, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> okay? I'm going to kill an intruder in my fucking castle. And then she's like, well, no, no, no. It's more like 
where we have two castles next to each other and there's just a bridge. There's a bridge. And I was like, no, 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 no. What you're describing is what I'm suggesting, which is that we remain friends, no relationship moniker, uh-huh. but we're allies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we could maybe like still hook up and still like, I want to help you with things. I want to like help build your couch when it comes. I want to be there for you if you need help. I want to be available for you because I care about you. And um, if you need me, I'm here. And I like yeah. the cats and I don't want to lose you as a friend. And, you know, it's, this is all meaningful for me. And I don't want to just like throw it out the window or anything. The problem with that is then you get in the condom situation. You We're get in the, in the condom situation. You, wait, you wear condoms? We've been wearing condoms the whole time. You are a fucking maniac, bro. I am. I'm a maniac. You never have not worn condoms. We did it in the very beginning. And she was like, I don't want to be on birth control anymore. And I was like, okay. And so pulling out was never an option. No, not okay. for me. Because, me. because I don't trust people to make that decision. <laughs> you mean you don't trust yourself? No, I don't trust a lady if they get pregnant. Yes. To to take my life in their hands. Yes. Yes, I get that. That's why I wear condoms. If you're not on birth control, I'm absolutely wearing condoms. Okay. So okay. So <laughs> then, if that's what you're used to anyway, then the only problem with a polyamorous relationship would be, um. It would just be ego and jealousy, right? Ego and jealousy. Yeah. Which is why I prefer... Well, let me, let me explain further. She wants the open relationship, not polyamorous. Not What's like, the difference in open relationship and polyamorous? In a polyamorous situation, she would be dating multiple people. That's not it what she wants. could just be one person? She wants to just date me. We are the only ones dating, but we can sleep around. Yeah. If we want to. Yeah. Nothing serious. We don't start dating other people. We can just fuck them if we want. That's open. <laughs> Which is bullshit. Because I the feel minute like you introduce sex, you have two people having sex and they're looking into each other's eyes and they're fucking choking, pulling hair, saying shit. It, it's like a clockwork orange, right? You can't take something as juicy as an orange and mechanize it into a formula, right? Mm-hmm. So once you That's start- That's how I feel. Yeah, once you start having sex, things can always get weird. I completely agree. It's it's like, I don't want them in my fucking castle. Mm-hmm. If we're just friends and we're like friends with benefits, it's none of my fucking business. Yeah. This is just a different classification for me. Yeah. If you're over in your own castle, you can do whatever the fuck you want and you can come over to mine any day you want, right? But don't, but if you're living in here with me, if this is a relationship, if we're together, I'm not, I don't want that. Yeah. But you would be okay with an open relationship where you're homies and friends and you hook up sometimes. Right. But I do not carry the responsibilities of a boyfriend. I don't carry the title. Yeah. I'm not a knight of the kingdom. You know what I mean? So what does that mean? You don't give her flowers? You don't give a shit about her cats? I do give a shit about her cats. Maybe I do give her flowers. I don't know. I just... Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing for me. And this is where we differ again. She wants to be able to call me her boyfriend. In an open relationship. Right. She wants to tell her friends she has a boyfriend. But her family she has a boyfriend. She wants to have a boyfriend in her life. Yes. She wants that to be me. Yeah. I... But... And if she hooks up with someone else, she's just going to not mention she's with me. Until maybe after they hook up one time. By the way, I'm in an open relationship. Yeah. For me, that feels dishonest to me. It is dishonest. I don't want to go out. I feel that's so much easier for her. I don't want to hook up with a girl. To me, if I'm hooking up with a girl and I have a girlfriend, even if it's open, I have to tell them up front. Yeah. I have to say, oh, by the way, I have an open relationship with my girlfriend before you get emotionally invested. Before you have sex with me, you should know what the fuck you're getting into. So when we have sex, there will be no eye contact, minimal kissing, I mean, to an extent, that's like the implication to me. Whereas if we're just friends, then I can have sex with someone else and it's not really a big deal. It's just like, I'm not exclusive with this person. Yeah. Right? So that becomes diminishing returns because if your friends are having sex, eventually you or her will find someone else that you want to get more serious with. And that's why it makes more sense to me because that seems like what she wanted. Yeah. She wants to find someone that will be more serious and will settle down with her and make her a wife yeah. someday. 
and this, that's not me right now. Yeah. So this other system works out better because it's more likely to lead to someone else. And does she agree with that? I mean, she should. I think she maybe <laughs> did, but she still has feelings for me. She doesn't want to give me up. So she likes the open relationship thing because she thinks maybe if we're together for a long enough amount of time, I'm going to change my mind or something yeah. like that. That's her thinking. But I don't know. It's here's complicated. The, here's the pimp move. There's really only one move, dude. A pimp move, okay. Here's the pimp move. What? For real, Tommy. Mm -hmm. Trust me on this one. Okay. The pimp move is just to say, I love you, amazing. We want different things. It's too hard for me to be friends right now, but I think you're amazing, and I wish you the best. And fucking bounce, ghost, like gigan. Don't call her. Don't check in. If she calls you, maybe on the second time she calls, answer, talk to her, whatever, be cool, be positive. And just like, just make it seem like, oh, what a great idea. Because what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen with her. Mm -hmm. She's going to be like all single in LA with her stupid fucking friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she's going to hook up with some dipshit at a bar. Of course. And she's going to feel like garbage. Yep. And she's going to be like, wow, this actually isn't what I want. But I know that's not what she wants. She yeah. knows that's not what she wants. But that's what she's asking for. So give it to her. It's like, oh, have fun. I think she's just trying to like... She's trying to leverage me into being her long-term move-in marriage boyfriend. Yeah. And I'm just not there. And even if she's going to go and sleep with someone else, I still, I'm not, it doesn't change who I am or how I feel. Yeah. So there, either way, there's no good option other than you having a clean break with her. Uh, yeah, but I'm just not at the point. I, I don't know. You can still like her photos on Instagram. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to be, and maybe, and maybe I'm, maybe I am doing this, but I don't. I'm not trying to. I don't want to be a toxic, hurtful element in her life. Yes. I just want to be. I want her to be okay. Yeah. And I want her to heal in her own time. But I also know that you know sometimes she doesn't always have the right support system for certain things so I just want to be available to her if she needs me so then you can be like oh so you could be so you could be friends with her right now yeah and not fuck her yeah well, I don't know if I should uh, maybe I shouldn't have sex with her that's probably the case absolutely don't have sex with her yeah yeah just be a friend to her and mm -hmm. you do love her and you do care about her you care about each other be a friend be cool I mean look I've been in this situation yeah with, you're probably right I shouldn't have sex and with her. it was and I was, I was like whatever and I was basically just like hooking up and this girl was going through things with this guy and eventually she's like I've, I've moved on and da da and it became up like well what do I what do I want do I want the power play do I want to do the pimp move and be like I can't do this bye and like block her mm -hmm. so then she has to find me when things go tee up in a ditch or do I just go hey it's cool whatever you want I have no ill will about the whole thing at all I think yeah. she makes a, uh, a genuine point about and here's the other thing I maybe don't want to be in a committed relationship. It sounds like it sounds like that's what's happening. Yeah. Either, so it's a good time right now in LA and in the world not to be in a committed relationship. So I'm fine with kind of like bouncing around and seeing what's out there. But I also, I mean, we have a lot in common, and we built a lot of things that are cool. We worked on a lot of music projects together. Yeah. She wants to keep doing that. I mixed a lot of her tracks. Yeah. You know, we we have a lot of unfinished business that it's like... So you want to maintain the friendship no matter what? I do. Yeah. And I don't... Listen, if she wants to go have sex with other people, that's fine with me. Yeah. Because then I'll just go have sex with other people too. Yeah. And I think that I'll be okay in that scenario. I don't... Well, also, don't let her dictate the trajectory of the relationship and the friendship like you you're a man with cock and balls mm -hmm. just be like hey that's great that's what you want I get it I love you I care about you I'm gonna be your friend and like you know we'll, we, we'll let's still work together and be I, I think you just be friends and, and get out of the fucking open relationship bullshit that's just fucking crazy talk it never works she's gonna she's, what's she gonna do she's gonna hook up with you and then a week later have sex with you and everything's normal and you're not going to talk about it. It never works, man. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. That's why you have to lie about everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm 
almost willing to learn that lesson for myself at this point. And maybe that's naive, but I am, I'm in a point where I'm still very attached to this person and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I just, well, what do you, what, I'm okay. not ready to just fully move on. I wasn't really expecting this to happen when I showed up and I, and there was a part of me that wanted to like an openness and an ability to try other things. But there's also a part of me that's like, I don't know, this is a more serious thing for me than I've had in mo- most of my life. Yeah. As far as relationships go, you know, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty into it. I had my doubts because I always do, you know, but yeah. I'm just thinking, and I know you're going to learn it your own way. I personally believe if you want a relationship with this girl, mm-hmm. you are not be nothing but positive. Love her, support her. I'm yep. your friend. Let's work together. Let's be cool. Let's do her thing. Yeah. And just be that. And no if, sex. if there's any sex at all, just because I get what you're saying, she has to initiate it in a very strong fa- fashion. Don't fucking like, hey, so what's going on? Should I stay tonight? I mean, just fucking here, here. Look, and we've talked about this podcast. There's a movie, an old movie called The Tao of Steve. Okay. Right. And this guy was a famous, like a famous pickup artist in New York. And The Tao of Steve was based on like Steve McQueen, Steve Garrett, and uh, Steve Austin or something like that. And basically a, a, a way of behaving, it's three steps um, when you're with someone. Yes. Be without desire, mm-hmm. number one. Be excellent, mm-hmm. and then leave. Yeah, I mean... So you got to give yourself the number three because you're the first two already. You can be without desire with her. You can gang, work gang. Be excellent, and then just fucking leave. And I'm telling you, you keep doing that with her, mm-hmm. she's going to be like, what the fuck am I missing? But... Here's my thing, and you can call me like a, like a cock or a weenie or whatever. I don't want that for her. I don't, don't want, want her to feel bad about me leaving. In my ideal, she's not feeling bad. Why would she feel bad about you leaving? You're you're excellent. You're without desire. You're supporting her, and then you're not sticking around. Well, you're you're saying like, oh, she's gonna be like, what did I do? I let go. Of, I fucked up. I dropped this guy. I should have kept him. I don't want that. I want her to feel good about it. Okay, but she is going to go out there yeah. and fuck another dude. Of course. Imminently. Of course. That's life. That's life, right? So what are your options if that's what she's going to do? Well, Think about I'm, it, worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it because we're not dating. Yeah. Okay. So you're going, you're going to be without desire. Uh-huh. You're going to be excellent. Yes. So the only part the leaving part, I don't mean ghost. I just mean, if you're hanging out at a place, you work on a song, oh, this is awesome. Hey, I got to go. Give her a kiss. Goodbye, guys. Set. I am the type of person who doesn't, like, participate in the more casual sex that well. Yeah. Especially unless I'm drunk. <laughs> I, like, even that night when we were together, like, something might have happened, but I didn't feel compelled to pursue that. Yeah. Like in my body or my heart, I kind of just felt sad. Yeah. I don't really I don't really like the concept of breakup sex. I don't like having sex when I know that we're like not on really good terms or that we're going to leave and I it's a little too dramatic for me. I don't Yeah. And some people really like that. Some people are very into that, but I'm maybe a little sensitive. Yeah. And, and it's like ah that it makes me sad. Yeah. And I just start thinking about the sadness more than the sex. And I'm not, it does, I don't get into it. It's a boner killer. It's a boner killer for me. Yeah. Love is, whatever, I don't care who you are, you're a big fucking bruise, you're like, what the fuck, man, fucking bitches all the time. Like, there's no bigger boner inducer than an open heart and being in love. Yeah. You know? And it's always, you know, when there's something is new and it's exciting and there's all this possibility, then it's easy to like, you know, get hard. But when something, when a door is already closed... Yeah. And I just, and I know that by participating in this intimate act, I am just causing myself more emotional harm in the long run. I just don't like it. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, I even, I like having like, uh, you know, more angry or rougher sex sometimes. But if that is coming from a genuine place of malice, like I, I did that a couple times 
where I was like mad at a girl and I yeah. had sex more rough because I was feeling that way and it yeah. didn't feel good. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I mean, the sex might have been better in some ways. Like, but afterwards you're like, Ugh. but I didn't. It didn't feel right. Yeah, that's not who you are. And I wasn't being like violent or rough, but the yeah. energy, the energy I possessed yeah. when we were having sex was. Yeah, I get that. It was. It felt wrong. So where are you guys at now? Well, we're just good friends. We've just been texting today. You've been texting? Sending things. memes. Like, it's all like nothing has changed. It's like nothing has changed, but there's this weird pink elephant in the room. There is a pink elephant. With a big pink elephant dick. And I honestly think maybe this is a good thing. I think sometimes you can't just go cold turkey on a person that has been a huge I part. agree. Don't go cold turkey. I'm not recommending that. So I'm thinking maybe a more gradual... Gradual I don't know But like I have managed to keep Certain women Who are like We hooked up Well first of all Start dating them Right away One of my good friends Who we We hooked up a few times And then I just decided I just wanted to be friends I just started being a friend Yeah And we stopped having sex And after a while We were just friends Yeah And I think Maybe I can do The same strategy here And I think you should start. I think you should Immediately Not to be like The best way to get over Someone to get under someone But I think you should go out there. I think you should go on a date or two. I mean, Hook I, up wouldn't with the girl. Mind, I wouldn't mind have se- having sex with another person, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like an exciting prospect, but maybe it would make me sad. I don't know. Yeah, it might make you sad, but... The whole you know. thing is a little bit fresh, uh, so I'm not really sure how I feel about it all, but... Yeah. All right. Well, shit, Tommy. I think, uh, you know, I think we covered a lot. What should this podcast be called? <laughs> I don't even know. Sad Tommy. Tommy, I'm a great wingman. Mm-hmm. So we should hang out one night. You, I mean, you are a great wingman <laughs> to <I'm> a- me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Inadvertently. But when I try, I'm even better, Tommy, believe it or not. You're accidentally. Oh, my God. Did you say you accidentally? Huh? You accidentally... Had sex with two girls that I'd had sex with? You! No, 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 no. I said the You <laughs> fired them in a cannon at me, to be fair. That's true. And I was like, whoa, easy. Oh, all right. You're like, okay, if you insist. Okay. But not bad, Rex. I mean. I mean, one's crazy, but like, they're both crazy, but, oh you my know, God. fun times. Anyway, Anyways. Tommy, um, thank you for coming. <laughs> I hope I get to do another one before I leave town with you. Yeah. And uh, it'll be good. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what's happening for you. Just, I know you're not going to fully listen to me. Just kind of listen to me a little bit. I think the advice of not having sex with her might be, that might be sound advice. That might be wisdom. Yeah. It's always good not to have sex with someone. <laughs> Period. 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 <laughs> Unless you're in a committed, committed oh, relationship. Fuck, that's so Otherwise, true. it's always good not to have sex with someone. Yeah, that is always, so true. It's always good. Hey, so um, yes, we are going to do another <laughs> podcast soon, and uh, that is uh, that should be the title. It's always good not to have sex with someone. Always good. Period. Anyway, Tommy, I love you, man, and uh, we'll we'll keep up, keep people abreast of uh, what's going on next yeah. in the relationship. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Hi, this is Kim. This is Tommy.